0: Boker, which provides data about self-publishing reports, that the practice has become so widely available that more and more people are getting into the self-publishing game. It now contains over 1 million users a year. Each day, it is estimated that approximately 2,700 new Book titles are released. When we examine the passion and purpose of Michelle Baird, it's all about literacy and helping others tell their story. She's the founder of Urban Book Editor, which helps aspiring authors with book editing, development, and consulting services. Baird has also lived abroad in both Central America and Mexico. And she joined me this week to have a deeper conversation about the impact of effective literacy, the sense of empowerment which comes by telling your own story and how to do it effectively. I'm Kevin McShann, let's have this conversation. you're ready i'll take a moment to welcome you to the program and i'm super excited to learn all about your professional journey in both technology book writing and writing in general great to be with you today and thank you so very much for being here
1: well thank you i appreciate the opportunity
0: absolutely now michelle tell me i'm curious to know about uh, a little bit about your background i know you I spent some time in Mexico and Central America working on um, uh, software and technology initiatives. So I've been wondering if you could tell me all about it and how you got to where you are today.
1: Well, thank you for asking. Uh, my background is wide and varied. Uh, started my career in the D.C. metro area later uh Went back to Louisiana, which, you know, New Orleans is my hometown. Moved back to New Orleans for a while. And my husband at the time was an engineer with uh, Nortel Networks, and we got the opportunity to live abroad. So we lived in Guatemala for a while, lived in Mexico for a while. I mostly took freelance projects at that point because, you know, there are little visa considerations. You know, I did volunteer things Um, But, you know, continued my career in computer graphics, and then coming back stateside, actually started doing more software training. And um, since then, I've done a whole bunch of stuff, including software training for software as a service companies and developing my own company, Urban Book Editor, which is what I focus on right now.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about Urban. Urban. A uh, book editor. I know you founded it to uh, help aspiring authors uh, through their personal editing book and development process. So tell me all about it. I'm fascinated.
1: <laughs> well, Urban Book Editors started in 2012, and it was really my response to uh, myself because I was actually a volunteer reviewer at the Urban Book Source, and they used to send me books—you know, three or four books a month. I would review those. And I found myself at the end of my reviews always saying, edit, edit, edit. And then I thought, well, Michelle, rather than just complaining about this, why don't you offer a solution? So that's how I started the company.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And when we talk about the need for increased literacy, Michelle, I was... uh... about the future of literacy in the education system and how you
1: viewed that? Well, I have um, a mixed review of our education system right now. I put three kids through school. Um, My youngest is now in college. And I see, I I feel the difference. I want to say I feel it because I wasn't in the classroom. But I feel the difference between the education that I got as a kid versus what I felt like they got, Um, it's definitely different. It's not as focused, I think, on the basics in some ways. And I think that those fundamentals, things like phonics, actually help us to be better spellers and better writers and things of that nature. So, you know, but I'm biased, (laughs) you know, we're all biased by our own experience. So, um, but I know there are a lot of hardworking teachers out there, and they're certainly doing a job that I could not do. I mean, I love my kids, but I don't know if I could love 30 other kids as much enough to to go into a classroom every day, you know?
0: Uh, We have to uh, value teachers as much as we do, right? Because I love teachers as well. They're uh, extraordinary, extraordinary people, aren't they? I
1: think most of them go in with all the best of intentions. I think the system kind of grinds them down over the years. That's my opinion. But I do think that they go in with their whole hearts.
0: Absolutely. And Michelle, when we look at uh, uh, writing as a career or a passion, how do you think we can get more people excited about the profession of writing about the written word and what, what comes to them as passions? i Fascinated
1: to get your answer. Well, I believe that there are a whole lot more writers out there than we think. I think that people get scared of writing more so than that they're not interested in it. I believe that, um, you know, we, we get nervous about sharing our vision, sharing our messages with others publicly. And that's really what the real issue is. But I know that for my children, what really helped... And I can only speak from my perspective as as the teacher, the primary teacher in my house, right? But I believe that reading to my children a lot really got them excited about writing as well. And I believe that just making sure that you get your kids the best possible education will help develop the writers of the future.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and Michelle, what are your perspectives on the way that, The internet has sort of put a hold on publishing books, or how has it changed the game on how we view publishing books and that entire process?
1: Well, I think the technology has democratized communications, and I think that's really important because what it used to be is that, you know, if you had a story and you didn't have the right connections or you didn't have just the right good luck, You couldn't get past the book reviewers. Your message often didn't get out at all. And uh, self-publishing used to be kind of a dirty word. But I believe that now, because of self-publishing, because of the technology, we actually have some fascinating stories. And for me personally, I think that it's important that we share our stories because that's how we learn about one another. And that's how we get over this, what I believe is fear and anxiety that has everybody at each other's throats right now across the United States and possibly across the world. You know, we, we fear what we don't know and what we don't understand and sharing our stories helps us to know people.
0: Absolutely. And you know, I'll share just a little bit about myself. So I was born with what's called a spastic quadriple, just a real uh, Simply means <laughs> that I, I don't have enough oxygen in my life, to walk normally, and I'm big on promoting uh, not only through this podcast but through my professional work uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. I think books are a great way to do that because you can bring uh, someone to uh, a dif- differing uh, possibilities even uh, if they're uh, not physically able. So, tell me about. Uh, the sense of inclusion that books can also offer as well.
1: Oh yeah, because it's been key. I think self-publishing and the technology boom has been key to making sure that marginalized voices are heard. I mean, there are so many people who literally could not get their foot in the door, you know, with these publishers, with the traditional publishers. And now, and I'll give you an example. Uh, the book that hate you give or the hate you give, I think is how it's titled that author actually self-published initially, at least this is the way I understand the story. She self-published initially, she developed an audience and then later it was picked up and then was made into a movie. And I think that that is the type of story that otherwise might not have gotten any traction. And it was a very important story to tell, particularly for where we are in the United States right now.
0: Uh, that, that's for sure. And I, I'm curious, Michelle, to ask you about uh, business and, and the the advantages that, that writing books can offer uh, leaders, or you know. So why do you think it's important that they tell their story?
1: Well, once again, I think that we need to share our stories so that people will understand one another. It's really important from that perspective alone. But for business leaders in particular, writing a book really helps to establish your thought leadership in their industry. So it gives them an opportunity to show what they know in a very different way and to a broader audience. And I think that's important for a lot of leaders.
0: Indeed, and you know, Michelle, I'm, I'm curious to ask you about uh, the diversity in perspective when it comes to writing and the, how there isn't one set way to write a book and the diversity that I can offer anyone that's interested in writing.
1: Well, one of the things I do like to stress with people is, yes, there are so many different ways to write a book, um, But I do think it's important that you kind of know the rules of writing or at least have some basic understanding of the basic rules of writing so that you know which ones you can break. And this is where getting an editor comes in, having your team, not just your editor, but people who help you uh, as you're developing your story, help you to craft that message and also to make sure that it makes sense. And then you can break all the writing rules you want after that once you know what they are because you know what will work and what won't work as far as your audience is concerned. And what
0: do you think makes a great book or the principles of writing a great book? I'm I'm, I'm curious. The
1: basic principles of writing a great book, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, is that it's relatable and that people actually care about the characters involved. So even in memoir, biography, it's not fiction, but there's still characters to your readers. These are people they don't know personally necessarily. So you want it to be where they actually come to care about that character. They either need to feel very much that they love the character or they hate the character, but they have to care about it in one way or another.
0: Indeed, and I'm, I'm wondering your, your motto in life or, or, or are there any principles that you sort of live your life by, sort of non-negotiables that you're stuck with?
1: My primary motto is always be learning. That is my job here on earth. One of my jobs on earth is to keep learning because there's no way to know everything. And that's what opens you up to new experiences, new people, new locations, and really finding out what you don't know is super important as you develop, even as you get older.
0: Yeah. You know, Michelle, there's the sign in of my office that says the day you stop learning is the, the, the day you die. So it, you it. all, you always have to keep learning, right?
1: Yes, sir. Definitely.
0: Absolutely. And, you, you know, one of the other models that I live my life by is inclusion is the gateway to independence. I'm wondering if you think there are any correlation when it comes to reading and writing and sharing a story.
1: Oh, definitely. Because... If we don't get stories from different people, our history is incomplete. That's one of the challenges we have here in the United States is there's been such a lack of um, diversity and different, and really just understanding the history of our country even, so that it makes it difficult for us to really see the depth and the breadth of all the contributions that different people have made to making the country what it is today and, how we can go forward making it better because it's far from perfect, but it's what we've got and how we as a community of multicultural people, multiracial people, this is a unique experience, really, the United States. This is an almost like an experiment. And if we want this experiment to continue, we've got to have those diverse voices so that we can really understand that we're more alike than we are different.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And as um, you know, reading your story, Michelle, I put you under the category of a woman or a woman maker. So I'm wondering, how do you define women empowerment and what it means to you?
1: Um, I think women have a unique perspective on things. Sometimes we see things a little more holistically and less laser focused. That's obviously going to vary from person to person. But I think because we tend to view things in a slightly more holistic manner, we see implications for the decisions that are made in a different way. And I think that's a strength that we bring to whether it's politics or business or you know finance, all the family. You know, parents. Uh, you know, the male parent and the female parent they parent differently, even. So we bring. Um, I hope. A more holistic view of things and how we can positively and negatively impact things with our decisions, and hopefully how we can mitigate the negative
0: as uh, yeah. we're going forward. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, show we just uh, celebrated Independence Day. And, you know, I'm all about uh, celebrating the wins in life, no matter how big or small they are. And I, I'm wondering when you think of your personal independence. Most grateful
1: for. So I have a little complex story here, but um, I'm going to make it as brief as I can. In the fall of uh, 2021, I relocated across the country and before I even got settled well in my new city, I was assaulted and robbed at gunpoint and held captive in my apartment um, by someone I was dating at the time. And I really didn't think I was going to live to tell the story. Frankly, I was he choked me out and I woke up on the floor. And I remember as I was going down thinking, oh, I'm dying. I'm not going to wake up. And so for me, Right now, as I sit, I am extraordinarily grateful that I am alive and able to have this interview with you today and able to continue doing those things that I do, walking my dog, working on my business, helping other people, hopefully bringing some joy and light in the world and helping people share their stories because that's important to me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Just as a a follow-up, Michelle, I have to tell you that you're doing a great job of telling your own story and helping other people do the same. So I'm curious, based on your last answer, to ask you about how, how do you view the word perseverance and what it means to you?
1: Oh, perseverance is really just the ability to keep getting up when you get knocked down. It sounds simple, but that's hard sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And my, my final question for you is, when you look at your life in sort of a retrospective sort of a way, and you're talking about your living in personal and professional legacy, how do you want that to be defined?
1: I think that my personal legacy hopefully has to do with leaving good children behind who create good children in turn, who create good children in turn and so forth. The continuation of our family line in a positive and uplifting way. For me professionally, I really just want to touch as many lives as I can in a positive way. I want to help people share their stories. I want to help people grow their confidence in their ability to communicate their messages. And really, I hope that through sharing those stories, I'm leaving my corner of the world, my tiny little corner of the world, just a little bit better because people who read those books, people who hear my podcast, people who do those things will say, you know what? I'm more like that person than I thought. And then that'll broaden their horizons. And it's like a pebble in a pond, right? Hopefully, it
0: ripples out. Uh, it's a domino effect for sure. Uh, and tell me, Michelle, my final question for you is if people want to get connected with it, what's the best way they could do that?
1: Well, they can definitely go to my website, they can go to urbanbookeditor.com, they can find me on Instagram. Urban Book Editor. They can find me on Twitter as Urban Book Editor. They can find me on Facebook as Urban Book Editor. Um, Best way to message me, though, is to go to my website and select the Contact Me form. And if you are interested in working on your book, we can get together and talk about that.
0: Uh, Fabulous. uh, Michelle, I really want to thank you for your commitment to literacy and helping other people uh, share their story and for joining me this afternoon uh, specifically because we're uh, celebrating the 500th episode for the program so your work in the space of literacy and your time on my behalf is most appreciated and thanks again for helping me uh celebrate a milestone today
1: well thank you so much for having me i'm really pleased to be here